Hey, welcome to the Living Hope Parent Gathering podcast. The Parent Gathering is a weekly meeting of parents who are being trained for family discipleship through instruction and small group discussion. Listen now as we discuss principles for discipling your children. So this morning, kind of what we're going to talk about, we'll do really quick, we'll talk about what your, your kiddos are talking about this morning in Sunday school, and then about grief, and then we're going to look to the one who is with us in our grieving. So your children today, they're going to learn three things, and it's on your outline in Parent Gathering. First, they're going to see that the death of a loved one is one of the most difficult losses we can experience. They're gonna be looking at Acts 12 and the story of the apostle James and him, pass, and him dying, and that's Acts 12, one through five. And then second, they're gonna see that healthy grief is a process, that it takes time. And they're gonna be shown that through James five, yeah, five, seven through 11. And then lastly, that we can find comfort and direction in God's word. And they're gonna be looking at Psalm 46, one through 11 for that. Now, a lot of people have heard about the five stages of grief. I don't know if y'all know what they are. They're denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and acceptance. But a lot of times I think when we hear those things, we think it's like linear. Like it's like, I'm gonna go through denial and then anger but really what it is is it's honestly it each one of those comes and goes when we're dealing with grief and loss um and no matter how much time goes by your grief will always be with you but how you relate to it will change over time um it happens in waves sometimes if you've been to the ocean you know sometimes the waves are like gentle and calm and it's easy to be in sometimes they're crashing and sometimes it's like a tsunami coming at you um, we grieve many things, right? Like death of a loved one, loss of a relationship. This could look like just simply a breakup. It could look like parents getting divorced. Or maybe it's like a dream ending, like not getting into that college your kid wanted to. That's something they'll have to grieve one day. Or not looking, or maybe it's grieving life not looking like you thought it would. And there's many things that keep us really stuck in the grief process. One, not wanting to like face the pain or even resentment towards God for the loss. And one of the things, one of the needs that we all have, both you and your kids in that grief process, they call it, they, they use this phrase, it's called that the grief needs to be witnessed. And what that just means is you need a support group of people, friends, counselor, small group leader, somewhere and someone that you can process your grief that you're experiencing with and all the various losses that go with it. Like say if your parents get divorced, well that means there's other things that come along with it that has a cascading effect into other parts of your life. And often what grief, grief causes us is to look at the world and makes it look like it doesn't make sense. And we really wonder when we do experience loss, what's going on? And I don't know about y'all, but I think if we're honest with each other, the question we ask when we finish, when we experience loss or grieve, where is God in all this? And that's a question your kids will ask too. And honestly, I believe there's no questions really out of bounds with God. So when we ask, where is God in all this? It's a valid question, 
Where is God in the midst of a family member dying before Christmas? Where's God when you're in seventh grade and you're the boy you thought you were going to marry breaks up with you? Because we all think in seventh grade you're going to marry the person you've been dating for three days, right? Um, where's God when your family breaks apart or when mom or dad loses their job? And what's going on and why? You know, in the midst of these questions, they don't, that don't have easy answers, right? Um, I do believe a few things. I do believe that God has not abandoned us. I do believe that in the midst of the pain, confusion, and tragedy that comes when a loss or a grieving moment happens, that God is still there. And I do believe there's hope. See, there's a story in the Bible, in the book of John, about Jesus. Actually, there's lots of stories in the book of John about, book of John about Jesus. Um, but one, when I think about grieving and loss, per- sticks out to me particularly. Um, and it's a story about two women. Mary and Martha, and they're dealing with their brother's death. Their brother's name was Lazarus, and you probably know this story. He becomes ill and he passes away. And most obviously in this story, they're saddened. It tells us they're crying. There's nothing they can do, so they do the only thing that makes sense. They call for Jesus. And in this story, I believe we really see a beautiful picture of Jesus, because in the narrative, It says the following in the book of John. It says, when Jesus saw Mary weeping and the Jews that had come with her also weeping, he was deeply moved in spirit and troubled. Where have you laid him? Jesus asked. Come and see, Lord, they replied. Then comes two of the most beautiful words in the entire Bible. Jesus wept. Now, as a kid, I love this verse because growing up, my parents would only let me get dessert if I could tell you, like if I had a verse memorized. So this was like my go-to verse at dinner time to get dessert. Um, but as I've experienced more of life and I've come to find the richness and depth of this verse, these, the profound sense of hope that comes in these two words, Jesus wept. And the words before it as well. Jesus was deeply troubled. Why did Jesus weep? Why was he troubled? And I think it's clear from the passage that Jesus was weeping because he, he understood and saw the desperate brokenness of these two women that had just lost their beloved brother. And Jesus' tears and pain come from the fact that hey he knows that this is not the way that it was supposed to be that it was not what he god intended for humanity that he made us for something else he didn't make us for death or brokenness or to grieve or to have loss he made us for life but like i said he understands that it's not the way it's supposed to be that's why like when we grieve there's something inside of us that just naturally revolts at it because it's not natural. I do believe, you know, that the scriptures teach us that God created man to be in a loving relationship with him, our world and ourselves and each other. But we clearly see in this world over and over again that relationships are broken. You know, the book of Romans tells us that all of creation longs and groans eagerly and awaits the day that all this will be healed. That when we grieve and when we grieve, we feel the full effect of this longing. But the wonderful good news is, and that I believe is is exactly why Jesus came to die on the cross, right? And rise again from the dead. He came to fix the world, to redeem and restore it. 
and the scriptures allude to this to that day that because he conquered death on the cross all things will be made new that all creation will be healed that there'll be no more mourning there'll be no more grieving no more sadness no more pain no more death that the world will be how it's actually supposed to be so when we talk about grieving grieving with our kids i really believe that there's three things that we can look at just from these short little verses in John that will help not only our kids, but also us as adults. And the first is we have a God who weeps with us. We have a God who's deeply troubled that the world is the way it is. That he's not a God who just sets up on his throne, like detached, like, hey, I created it. I'm just going to let it go, whatever it is. But just like he did in Mary and Martha, in our darkest hour, he sits with us and he weeps alongside of us. Because I think sometimes we can convince ourselves we need to be strong and like just press on for the sake of those around us. But when Jesus came to comfort the family of Lazarus, he didn't like brace himself to like handle it all and hold back his tears. He wept. And when we love someone very dearly as Jesus loved Lazarus, it's natural to cry. It's part of God's plan that we go through a grieving process when we experience loss of any kind. The Bible says you know, in Ecclesiastes 3, 4, that there's a time to weep, a time to laugh, a time to mourn, and a time to dance. You know, holding back tears doesn't mean that we're strong. It actually means that we're weak and ex- scared to actually accept how we feel. Um, it's okay to cry when you're grieving something. I know this holiday season, a lot of us might be grieving the first Christmas without someone or the first holiday. And it's okay to cry during those times. Um, you know, when Jesus saw Laz- the tomb of Lazarus, he faced what had happened. He reflected on those memories and he shared those. He shared with Lazarus when he reclined, you know, at the dinner table and they were enjoying one of Martha's famous home-cooked meals. And even though Jesus had the power to resurrect Lazarus immediately, he paused and he took time to grieve. And we live in a world that's so demanding that tries to push us along to the next activity that we need to take time to pause and actually grieve, to take time to remember, to take time to grieve. It's okay to cry. Like, remember, like, Jesus, God himself, wept. And then the second thing that story teaches us is that Jesus understands our grief. In the darkest of times, it can sometimes feel like that God feels very far away. And we don't understand and doesn't understand how we feel. But Hebrews 4.15 confirms that God's able to sympathize with our weakness because he came to earth and lived as a man named Jesus. He endured the worst kind of sufferings from grief over his lost friend Lazarus to a painful death on the cross. Whatever we're going through, Jesus really does understand that. The Bible reassures us even that when we pray to God in hard times, he hears us. I love this verse, these verses in Psalm 116, 1 through 2. It says, I love the Lord because he heard my voice and my pleas for mercy, because he has inclined his ear to me. Therefore, I will call on him as long as I live. And then the last thing that we see in that story is that the story of Lazarus reminds us that Jesus is the Lord of life and death. At the end of that story in John 11, Jesus proved to everyone that he was truly God by the incredible miracle raising of Lazarus from the dead. Now, I know you may be thinking, hey, like, 
I'm grieving my loved one. My loved one would not be raised from the dead, but the Bible tells us that someday everyone will be raised from the dead and will stand before God. And Jesus says to Martha in this story, I'm the resurrection and the life. Everyone who lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? Thanks for listening to the Parent Gathering Podcast. We invite you to join us at 9.30 on Sunday mornings in the Rec Center, where we will have opportunities for discussion among other parents. For more information about Living Hope Next Gen Ministries, go to livehopeful.com.